Hey you, thank you for joining me for episode number 128 of Better Regulate Than Never. Well, today I have another conversation for you, another interview, because remember this year I am going to be meeting so many people that do similar things to what I do. And I'm going to be introducing you to so many different people because there's just so much information out there that I want you to have. And obviously, I don't know it all. And I'm learning from all these people and getting so many great tools and resources from them. So today, we're going to be talking to Derek T. Freeman, who is an author of a book that is about building self-confidence for teens. And I want you to have the best self-confidence that you can have. So this is just a little tiny intro to our conversation. So listen in. Hi, everyone. I have a guest with me today. And I'm so excited for you to meet him because he has um, a book that he has written about called Building Unstoppable Self-Confidence. And self-confidence is something that so many of you have told me that you need help with. And so I want to give you some more resources and ideas. And his name is Derek T. Freeman. And I will be putting a link to his book in the show notes so you can buy that um, after this conversation. But Derek, I'm going to let you just um, introduce yourself and tell us all about what you do in your book. Sure. Yeah. Um, Well, thanks for having me, first of all. Sure. Um, I have a pretty big backstory. However, I'm a a fairly new author. So this is the first actual book I've written and it came out last November. Mm. So um, yeah, I don't know where you want me to start childhood or why I wrote the book. Right. Well, yeah, um, just tell us your story. Like what's going on? Like what brought you to this point and why did you want to write the book? Okay. We'll do, we'll do a really quick recap of my life. Ready? (laughs) (laughs) So when I was, you know, 10 years old, maybe 11 years old, my parents moved from Connecticut or from New York to Connecticut and switched school systems. And I had a pretty rough few years Mm -hmm. there. And that's where a lot of this book stems from. I kind of weave that story in and out of this book um, because I definitely know what it's like to feel completely out of place and downright bullied and just, man, for three or four years, it was, it was pretty rough. Mm. So I'll try to keep this quick here. Um, long <laughs> story fine. short, I turned 14 or 15 and I started a band hmm. with my brother and my cousin. And that's kind of when my life started to turn around. Um, after high school, we basically, we got a manager and we toured the country over and over and over again for oh nine, my gosh. eight, nine years. We put out albums. We did really well. And do you say what the name of your band was? Um, I usually don't. I can, I guess. <laughs> well, that's fine. I just didn't know if anyone might know. I'll be transparent. I don't care. Well, the band is called Throne, like King's Throne. Mm-hmm. So if anyone cares to find it, if you search YouTube or Google with Throne Connecticut Band, since mm-hmm. it's a common word, you'll find it. All right. But yeah, it was an awesome part of my life. And everything completely changed at that point. So mm-hmm. that was a huge era. Um, coming off of that, my first child was born when I was 26, 27. So that kind of signaled the end of the band. Mm-hmm. There was other reasons too, that it, that it ended, but, um, that was a, that was a big one. I had to find some stability mm-hmm. and the next huge era of my life was the restaurant business. Mm. So 
I met a restaurant owner and he kind of took me under his wing, taught me everything he knew. And I eventually became his manager, tiny little restaurant in Connecticut. So skipping forward another 12, 13 years um, to the reason why I started writing was, was mainly the, the catalyst was mainly COVID if I'm being honest, Mm -hmm. because COVID really hit the restaurant hard. It hit every restaurant hard. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. But our restaurant in particular did not fully recover and it had to kind of completely change dynamics and downscale in order to survive. So it basically, it cut my salary to like a third Mm -hmm. and, and there was a lot of struggle from 2020 to early 2022 where I didn't know what I was going to do and I needed to, to move on. I didn't. I didn't feel the calling to like stay in the restaurant industry mm-hmm. any longer. And I wanted to do something a little more creative that like that could really, that, that meant something to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Something I put out there. So I just basically every single night I would go to sleep and I would just ask for a sign and I'd ask for, I'd just say like, show me, point me in the direction and I'll do it. Just, mm-hmm. I have a lot to offer. I'd, I'll do the work. I just don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And I I focused on that for like a week straight. And one day I just woke up and I just started writing and it just Mm -hmm. poured out to the point where I had to, I had to buy a a fat notebook and keep it by my nightstand and take it with me everywhere I went because I was just writing and writing, writing, writing. Um, And the, the original content wasn't for teens. It was more of a, I guess a uh, new age kind of spirituality, kind of finding your higher purpose mm-hmm. mixed with self-help kind of stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I quickly found that that, um, that niche is so flooded with, you know, authors that know it, that are big time <laughs> and they know what they're doing and they have, and it's just, and I was just like, this can't be like, there's no way I'm going to break into this on my first book. Nobody knows who I am. There's Mm -hmm. just, so I I asked for guidance again. Eventually it came down to, you know, I know what I want to say and I know the message I want to deliver. I may not be as fluent as these other writers are at this point, but, but how do I deliver this message? So Mm -hmm. that's when I really started connecting with my youth and my past. And I was like, if I can get this message out to younger people and make it a little more palatable, like, Mm -hmm. I think that's what I'm supposed to do. You know, like so many of these books are written towards adults and so many adults are so stuck in their ways already. You know, they're Mm -hmm. hard. They think that they think that their opinions are are facts and that it's, it's very hard to talk to some adults anyways, Mm -hmm. or a majority of them as I find. So, yeah. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to gear it towards, towards younger people and try to make a difference there. Mm Mm-hmm. So basically this book is kind of, I wrote it as a book that I wish I had when I was going through that school system change and going through those rough years in my life. That's kind of where I came from when I wrote it. I love that. And that is exactly why I created this podcast, because I needed so much help when I was a young person and I didn't have it. And schools were getting better about teaching some of these things, but we're still not where we need to be. And so kids are really floundering around because they don't and their parents weren't taught it so really no one knows 
how to do emotional regulation very well or have self-confidence. And, and we think self-confidence comes from some other place and we're not realizing that it comes from ourselves Mm -hmm. and, you know, how do we create it? And so is that, I haven't read your book yet. I'm, it's definitely on my list and I'm going to get it, but um, do you teach like how to, how do you, how do you teach how to have this self-confidence? Yeah, I kind of I kind of noticed the same thing just doing um research for this book and then also accessing my my younger years that, that, that like you said the schools don't really teach how to think. Mm-hmm. I mean, they teach you they teach facts and they teach what to do to get to the next level and stuff, which is great, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like you need both sides. You need to people young people need to learn how to think and mm-hmm. how to this book starts in fact the first step to self-confidence I say is finding yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's, you have to learn how to, to a degree, shut out the noise on the outside and, and start going inside. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that kids need to be meditating every morning and stuff because they're, that's not realistic, but mm-hmm. there does have to start to be a degree of at least being aware of that. You know what I mean? Yes. So that's the first, that's the first step. And then it goes into like I said, how to think, how to project your your thoughts into vibrations, into emotions, and how powerful your emotions are and, mm-hmm. and your frequency is and, and your output. And then it goes into finding your passion in life or your passions and how to develop those. And it even it even taps into there's a whole chapter on bullying. There's a whole mm-hmm. chapter on on body image. And and then it kind of concludes just with a really positive message, how to, how to choose positive influences or influencers in your life and how to create boundaries. And mm-hmm. I it love kind that. of takes you from the start to the end. And in my opinion, in a, in a really nice way. That's great. So are you hearing from your readers and tell me what, what are they saying to you? Yeah, I've, it, it took off way quicker than I thought it was going to. <laughs> Cause I did take them. Um, it's, it's self-published. So I did take a self-publishing course last year and it's so nuanced and there's so many details and it, it it's crazy. So I, I wasn't expecting, you know, anything to really happen in the first few months of the book release. But like I said, it was released in uh, November 27th and December was just huge. It blew me away. Wow. And then I was like, all right, well maybe maybe this is like the big Christmas boost thing, you know, mm-hmm. and everybody was saying, you know, January is going to be the opposite. January just drops for book sales and stuff. And so far January is killing it. And mm-hmm. I'm just really grateful. And it shows me that I'm on the right path. Mm-hmm. And um, like I was telling you before, my, the, the people I market the book to, so the book is written for teens to read. And originally I figured that would, I would be targeting connecting with teens, but I'm finding that it's, it's parents and even more so moms. Mm-hmm. And so they're reading the book first and loving it mm-hmm. and, and they'll pass it along to their kids, which is, which is even better. Mm-hmm. Well, then so, you have their influence at home, like reinforcing the things that they read in the book and that their child is reading in the book. And I find that that is the best combination when the parent and the child are kind of in the coaching and the reading and the education together, because then they're reinforcing all the things. Um, because 
when you're living your day-to-day life, you kind of forget that you know how to do, like once they learn how to regulate emotions or have self-confidence, they're going to get down on themselves or something's going to happen and they're going to feel bad. And if the parent knows what's been talked about, what's been read, kind of knows the steps too, then they can say, oh, don't forget, remember we read this or this is how you get through that. And um, and then they could also be using that same information because self-confidence there's no difference between when you're building it at age 10 or you're building it at age 50. Um, it's the same type of thing. You do the same types of steps. Mm-hmm. And so even though you wrote it in a teen language or four teens, the very same things you wrote about, I'm sure are things that you use in your life right now and that oh, yeah. parents can use in their life right then. And so the parents are also modeling the learning that they're having, which again, yeah affects the kids. Yeah. Like I said, I tried to take all this information that I was writing and I don't want to say dumb it down because it's not dumbed down. It's mm-hmm. it's like making it more palatable for a younger person. Right. So it's because yeah, they don't want to read a technical yeah. self-help book. I mean, I know I didn't. <laughs> and my, I didn't want to do, uh, I don't know about anyone else, but when I was a, a young teenager, I didn't want any more work than was already being piled on to me from school. Exactly. So yeah. I purposefully wrote this book, not, and I said it in the intro, like, this is not a workbook. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, it does have at the end of every chapter application points. And I do kind of push that, but I, but I don't introduce it as a workbook. It's not, it doesn't have blank pages for writing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of a guide. It's more something that I want kids to want to read mm-hmm. and not feel like they have to. Right. And, and yeah, like you said, parents, parents are busy and they don't necessarily know where, even if they wanted to teach their child about these things, um, esteem and confidence and how to find themselves. A lot of times they wouldn't even know where to begin. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this book could be a really cool toolkit for parents and teens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I find that in my work with teens, I'm working with parents too, because it's a partnership. They have to do the things together. And I, I have a, another parent coach friend who always says, be the change you want to see in your kids. And so if they, even if their kid never read the book and they're the ones reading the book, if they make changes in their life based on the things in the book, their child is going to be watching that and seeing that. And the energy, when you talk about emotions having energy, there is an energy that you bring to your circle. And if your energy is calm and peaceful, everyone else's energy is going to go to mirror that same thing. And so if things have been chaotic, but you learn how to be more calm, then things are going to get calmer in your house, even if you don't even tell your child hey, we're going to practice these things to be calmer. If they're calm, their child's going to get that. It's so That's such a good point. And I was actually talking to somebody about that yesterday, and um, we were having a more, a different conversation based on kind of like spirituality and stuff, but it came up that you can't, you can't force somebody to evolve, right? Mm-hmm. Any, someone who's not ready to go to their next level in their own life, there's, you can't, you can read them a million books and you can sit them down and tell them, this is how it works about X, Y, Z, but ultimately you can't, you can't force change upon someone or force somebody to evolve if they're not ready. Mm -hmm. So like you said, the way to teach is to live. Mm -hmm. 
is to do the things is to be the thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> be the change. And yeah, so many, so many moms who read this book have, have said the same thing to me and they've said, wow, like this book helped me, let alone mm-hmm. my kid. Like, thank mm-hmm. you for so-and-so chapter. Cause I mean, not necessarily the chapter is about bullying or, you know, being in, being in middle school or high school, but, but there are some chapters that are just like, can definitely help adults too. And like mm-hmm. you said, that's awesome. If that can, if that can help the parent even express that energy or change a little bit, then that helps the child too, like you said. So mm-hmm. just... definitely. I think um, when I think about the stuff that I've learned in the last five to 10 years about myself and about how to regulate emotions and stuff, the biggest thing that I think would have helped me as a young person is to know that I have control over much more than I thought I had control of. Mm-hmm. I felt like as a teen, everything was happening to me. The teachers are doing all the stuff to me. My parents are doing the stuff to me. My These friends are doing the stuff to me. And I just felt like at the effect of all of those things. And then I was so angry and sad. And um, I don't know if I was depressed. I might have. I mean, I feel like I was at some, there were some points where I was. And now I know how much control I have over my own self. And even if these other people are acting in certain ways or different events happen, I have control over how I deal with that and I have control over how I feel about it. And so I'm sure you're probably seeing that too, that that's maybe one of those awakening points maybe that you had like, oh my gosh, I had so much control and I didn't know it. Or what What are some other yeah. things that you learned that you're like, you're oh my the nail gosh. On the head. Like, <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't read the book because yeah, <laughs> it definitely, that's what it's all about. The, the subtitle of the book is creating your life from the inside out. Oh, I love it. So, I mean, back to when I was a kid too, I agree with you. I thought, I thought everything was happening on the outside to me. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I felt growing up. Yeah. And I came to realize that it's life is the exact opposite. It works the exact opposite way. Mm-hmm. It works from the inside out. You have to do the inside work and you have to project the things you want. And, and you have to get to the point where you have enough self-esteem to do that. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, the book right. definitely goes into that. I think that that is probably why I didn't, um, I didn't have, I didn't feel like I had control because my insights were so out of control yeah. and I, I felt so terrible about myself and I thought something was wrong with me that, um, that was what I was projecting to other people. Something's wrong with me. I don't fit in here. Um, I had these different problems and then people were just like, oh yeah, she has problems. She's weird. She's, you know, whatever. Um, my daughter dealt with bullying when she was in elementary and middle school and, I think the the best thing that I taught her, and I, I think being a school counselor helped me to to figure this out, but there was a book, I'm trying to remember what it was called. I don't know, but it was a, ki- a book for kids, but I read it and then she and I read it together. So it's kind of like what you're saying, but it was strictly about bullying and like how to stand up for yourself without treating the other person bad, because that's such a fine line. Like you don't want to become a bully yourself. Mm-hmm. in standing up for yourself, but you also want to be able to do something to say, I'm not going to allow you to treat me that way, or I'm not going to yeah. uh, buy into this. And after a lot of it had to do with like kind of quick comebacks that were funny, not funny 
against the other person, but just funny, like, oh, thank you for paying attention to me. Like if somebody's saying, oh, your hair is weird or you're stupid or whatever. Oh, well, thanks a lot for um, paying attention to what I'm doing, you know, or whatever, like that kind of thing. And she was really good at the comebacks. I forgot about that technique. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because what you're doing, you're instantly stopping changing the energy is what you're doing. Yes. Yeah. And then they a bully can really only feed off the energy that they're trying to get, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. And she was so excited then, like she had hated going to school because of the bullying. But once we practiced these things at home and she figured it out, she was like, I can't wait to go to school because now I'm ready. I'm ready to face anything that happens. And she did a great job of doing that through um, elementary and middle school. And she even because I was a school counselor and at that time at a middle school, when she had a day off, cause we went to, diff- I wasn't a counselor at her school when she had a day off from school, but I was at school. She actually came and talked to a group of middle school kids about how to do those techniques. And I think what it taught her was now she's a middle school um, counselor. <laughs> so, you know, she thought, Oh, I'm going to take these techniques and keep on going with it. But, um, I think it's that having control, like I know I have control of this uh, for my own self. Like now I don't have control over these people doing mean things or what they say, but I have control over what I'm going to do about it. And I think that that's um, one of the best things that we can teach kids. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad that your book is, is helping, uh, helping the cause because there is so much that we need to be doing in this and we need so many people on board doing it. And next we just need schools doing it more often, at least in Kansas. I don't know about every, probably every state has some sort of, um, regulation for teaching this kind of stuff in school. But what I'm finding is it's we now have to do it, but they're only putting it in a tiny piece of the day. Like once a week during this 30 minute time block, we're going to talk about bullying or we're going to talk about how to regulate yourself, but we're not going to talk about it any other time. And that's not the way that we learn things. We have to like practice and have it be part of our everyday lives. Yeah. And so my mission is kind of to make sure that this stuff gets bigger in school but then if we have more parents on board with it, we have more kids on board, it's just going to become a bigger um, movement, I guess, to have emotional regulation. Because we can look around on the news or just around us in stores or whatever and see that a lot of adults don't regulate themselves very well and they don't nope. um, have <laughs> self-confidence um, in, in their own lives. And so we we have a lot of work to do. But I'm glad that there are people out there doing that um, along with me because it's hard to do that all by yourself. And I know there's a lot of people working on this. Um, Is there anything else that you would want my uh, teen audience or my parent audience, because I have both, uh, to know about what you're doing or um, anything else about your book or your life story or any of those things? No, I mean, there's more of my life story in the book. Like okay. I said, I'm pretty transparent in it, and I would love for people to to get it and sit down and read it. And I would love for your kids to read it. That was my ultimate mission. Um, and I'm definitely on board with your mission. <laughs> so, <laughs> Good. The squeaky, the squeaky wheels will get the grease. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely ask if you do enjoy the book to leave an honest review on Amazon because mm-hmm. it's like one of the hugest ways 
for a new author, especially to get the book out there because people buy based on reviews. And so many consumers don't realize the importance of that, but yeah, basically that's the, that's the one thing I'll ask that if you do enjoy it, please just leave a review. It doesn't have to take long. It can take, it could be a sentence or two, or it can be three paragraphs, but uh, it, it'll help the, it'll literally help the book get out there. Mm-hmm. I love that. And that's the same way with podcasting too, is that the more uh, ratings and reviews that a podcast gets, then it, it, it will, you know, more people will see it or yeah. know that it's out there. Cause there's just like books, there's millions and billions of books. There's mm-hmm. millions of podcasts and you can listen to anything. So I'm always thankful that when someone listens to me, that out of all of the things and reading your book, out of all the books they could read, you know, they're reading your book. And so that, um, that would be great if they would do that for you. And I will certainly do that because I'm going to get it because I know it'll be helpful for me. And I have two grandkids now, so mm. I'm wanting to do all the things so that I can just have all sorts of tools for them to to use in their life as well. So that will be perfect. And I'm going to, like I said, put a link to your book so that they can go right to it. And you mentioned to me earlier that inside there's a little, like when you first open the book, there's a place for parents to get some information for themselves. And I do have that. I did uh, sign up for your okay um, your email. So I'm getting those and I'm enjoying um, seeing those. And the information is really good for parents too. So it'll be perfect. And I appreciate you being with us today. And I hope you hear from people in my audience. And um, I will, and if you you know, if you want to share my podcast with any of the people that you know, because it's just uh, reinforcing probably everything that's in your book in yeah, an audio I form. Will. As soon as as soon as the the post is up, I'll or even before then, I'll share it. Absolutely, it's it's important. That sounds wonderful. Well, thank you so much, and You're we'll welcome. talk thank to you. you soon. Sounds good. Thanks so much.